Welcome to Profiling Criminal Minds. I'm Dan. Awesome. And we're back for more Vincenzo uh, on the big countdown to the finale. This episode, one more episode, and then the last ever episode of Vincenzo, unless they do a season two. I'm not going to say they will. I'm not going to say they won't. I'm saying I have no idea, and I can't wait to find out. Well, I can tell you that generally speaking, I mean, they could potentially do a season two. Well, we'll talk about that after we've lost. We'll talk about what we would want from a season two after we've seen the, after I've finally seen the final <laughs> you episode. Finally You've seen already it. seen it twice. Yeah. Uh, hell, maybe if you watched it a third time, because you didn't feel like waiting after this episode, which I wouldn't blame you. Oh my God, this week's episode is so good. All right, so let's get right to it. Uh, oh. So, as you recall, Vinjo, Vincenzo had just been shot in the chest, shoulder side, so not too bad, and dropped to the ice. And I'm like, is this all a scam? Did he just get shot? Is he working with Han Suk? Is this, like, what has he got planned? Because I had no idea. I never have any idea. It's Vincenzo. So... <laughs> We open with the rest of that scene, which is Vincenzo, one of the Italian guys, the the Italian uh, Interpol guys, comes to check on Vincenzo, see if he's still alive. And Vincenzo snatches the gun out of his hand and springs to his feet, puts the gun to his head, and tells all of the guy's men to drop their guns. And I'm like, ah, okay. <laughs> and there's the sharpshooters up above. Yeah, but there's still the sharpshooters up above. Then we cut immediately to, uh, uh, then we cut over, uh, to Han Suk in the hospital telling the story of what happened, right? Which is, uh, a, just a fantastic scene, right? And then, uh, we fought, he tells the story of what's happening and it, it turns out that we see them cut to a place where everybody's tied up in a shipping container again. Vincenzo's men are there. Right. And uh, Vincenzo shoots the guys from Interpol at that point, by the way, at that point, I'm like, OK, this is a setup. Obviously, this is a plan. Vincenzo's <laughs> not murdering a bunch of guys from Interpol. He's not an no. idiot. <laughs> that is the moment at which I knew this was a plan with him and Han Suk, by the way. <laughs> In case you're wondering. Yes, that was when I knew. Uh, but yeah, like he shoots the guys from Interpol. Right. And then. Uh, and then he just says to the cops to clean it up, and then he shoots Han Suk in the arm as payback, which is nice. Oh, and then we see them in the hospital interrogating him. You know his, uh, you know Miss Che, uh, Miss Che, and the uh, head of Wu Sang, who's now the chief prosecutor, obviously. You're missing some stuff here. No, no, no. But we we flash back later to what actually happened. We don't do that yet. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, no, I'm doing it in order. But the way the show did. No, no, we flash back to what actually happened. You're right. I'm not saying everything that happened. That's because we don't know yet what actually happened. Uh, but yes, and uh, they're like, how the hell did Vincenzo know that we were coming after him? Right? How the hell did he have a plan to deal with this? And of course, the answer is, uh, the only thing they can think of is, he must have a mole inside Interpol. He's... He's an international criminal who's high up in the mafia. It's not crazy that he would have a guy inside Interpol. Right. And I'm like, yeah, that actually, it does track logically. Now, again, I had already figured out that Han Suk was, uh, had told him again. Yeah. And that is, that is the, because we talked last week about, well, what decision is Han Suk going to make? Whose side is he on? Right? Yeah. 
Like, whose side is he going to on? He's been offered everything he wants from all these different people. Which side of the con- what? Which side of this conflict is he going to pick? And it looks like he picks Vincenzo's side. Yep, that's what it looks like. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to stick. I don't know what's going to happen, but that is definitely what we saw. Uh, and then we get another great scene out in the hallway as Miss Che and uh, the chief prosecutor are talking. Yeah, and it's interesting. Uh, She's like, uh, that, uh, that whole Vincenzo play, that whole, uh, that whole Interpol play doesn't seem to have gone your way. And he's like, win some, lose some. And she's like, you know, he's going to murder you, right? (laughs) You know? And it's like, and I just, I love it. Because she's like, if you had never tried to kill him or come after him, he might have spared your life because he's just a functionary. But now you made an actual move on him. Vincenzo is going to kill you. (laughs) <laughs> and he looks concerned for the first time yep he looks really concerned for the first time in the scene and then he gets a phone call but we don't find out who the phone calls from nope then it's back to a then it's back to Jipperangi, so we can have them congratulating themselves on a job well done for pulling <laughs> it off yep Oh, God, such a nice scene. I I do love these scenes where they're hanging out in the law office. And this, oh, my God, is where we get the flashback, right? Yeah. You know, about Han Suk uh, giving him a call and telling him what was happening. And their makeup professional putting blood packs on them. One on Han Suk's arm and one on Vincenzo's uh, chest to do the whole thing. Not on his arm, just, uh, no, he actually gets shot. I'm an idiot. Uh, putting one in Vincenzo's uh, chest to fake the whole thing out. But, you know, the Interpol guys weren't in on it. Like, they actually were there to arrest him. Mm-hmm. But, uh, what you'll, for, uh, what the, what all of these people, you know, keep forgetting is Vincenzo is in the mafia. He has stuff to trade. Yep. So he's like, hey, you know how you're uh, not a big fan? Right? Uh, You're not a big fan of uh, the evil stuff that uh, the Babel is doing in Cyprus with the paper company? I've got all of the files. Here's some stuff about my, you know, here's some stuff about the paper company. Here's a bunch of uh, stuff you can use to turn in and get yourself promotions. All you have to do is walk away. Here's some stuff that can get you my brother. Yeah, exactly. Here's the stuff you can get Turns my brother. brother as well. Yep. Turns in his brother as well. It's great. Yeah. And it's uh, all of the bribes he's doing. It's like, here, Paolo's, here's the politicians Paolo's bribing. Go and get yourself. I'm because I think he's the one who managed the bribes. Yeah, of course. He was the lawyer. He was the consigliere. He was the guy who did all of this stuff. <laughs> God, Paolo, you could have just let him go. Yeah, well, he warned him right in the very first episode. episode. He's like, just well, let me go, and it won't be a thing. I will burn everything down if you don't just let me go. Yep. And? Oh, it's a good scene. And then the the guys are like, okay, well, we can get shot now, or we can go home as heroes. This is not a This is not a difficult decision for them to make quite understandably 
And then oh, we get no. the uh, uh, the no. I'm just saying like the the. The 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 guys from Interpol know on what side their bread is buttered is what I'm saying. Well, I mean, I mean, the, Vincenzo's giving them bigger, bigger, bigger fish. fish. Yeah. What are they going to do? Yeah. One guy that they're going to have a hard time charging because he's really smart and really good at covering his tracks. Or yeah. here's a huge amount of evidence you just got handed against a bigger fish. Vincenzo's not running a crime family anymore. He is, nope. for all intents and purposes, a completely legitimate lawyer in Korea. Yep. I mean, we know he's not, but that's what he seems to be. And then we get a great moment where Hansuk and Vincenzo are leaving. And he asks Vincenzo to shoot him in the arm so it'll look right. They're not going to believe it if you don't actually shoot me. Yeah. And it's like, are you sure? Like, don't, don't you want to sit down first? You're probably going to faint when you get shot. It hurts a <laughs> lot. And he's like, no, I got this. I got this. And he gets shot and he immediately faints. It's a very funny scene. Well, yeah, he's going, grandma, grandma. Yeah. And he's just bonk right over. Ah. Uh, and then we get a telling moment where he's at home. Uh, and they're like, He's at home, he's taking a drink, he's having some dinner, and Hansuk is, like, happy with himself? Yeah. For the first time we've ever seen him happy with himself. And I'm like, is he just, you know, comfortable to be working with Vincenzo, who's now said he's not going to kill him? Does he have a game of his own? Because the, the show is the way it is. I can't say what's happening in that scene. All I know is they gave us an extra scene of just him hanging out at home, which isn't something they've done before. And I'm like, is that meaningful? Everything in this show makes me question whether it's meaningful or not. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it so much. Oh, and then we get a scene where, you know, uh, Mr. Nutria. Yes. It's like, by the way, we just got a much better balloon. It's much <laughs> faster. It's much more accurate. You know, here's a ticket just in case you need to make a quick getaway. Like, I think that's going to show up again later. Don't know how yet, but oh, such a nice scene. And I just love uh, that he's like, basically he says, I always fantasized about being a mobster. And I always thought I was a mobster. Right? I always thought I was. And then you came along and I finally saw what the real thing was. So yeah, that's why I want to be on your side. Like, I'm living the dream now that I always had since I was a kid. It's just I, such a nice scene. But you were saying? I said, what he says is, now I've helped you. He wanted yeah. to help Michael Cor Corleone. Just like, but yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, you basically are Michael Corleone. And so now I've helped you. It's a nice scene. Like, it's a really nice scene between the two of them. As Vincenzo says, like, we're not even friends. And then he says, oh my God, as Vincenzo's walking out, hey, just one more thing. Uh, do, you, do you think you could call me bro? <laughs> like, <laughs> do you think we could be like informal with each other and friendly with each other? Well, and given the stuff I'm learning, right? Yeah. That's about, a big deal about, about how, Korea, yeah. Yeah, about Korean <laughs> honorifics, yes. shall we say. Well, no, that is the right word. About how yeah. complicated it is. Yeah. To how do honorifics, it's actually a big deal for him to call yeah. him bro. Yeah. And I would think, and and I think that people, like if you're English 
or if you're anything but Korean, or yeah. maybe if you're Japanese and Chinese, it's similar. Yeah. I don't know if it's as extreme as it seems to be in Korea, Korean. Yeah. Um, this is a big, big deal for him. Oh, yeah. To allow him to have talk to him so informally talk to him yes as someone he knows mm-hmm. yeah oh my god right? and it's still not gonna happen come on yeah <laughs> translation is really good <laughs> it is i i'm very impressed with the translation like the more you've told me about how language works in Korea and how complicated this stuff is, the more impressed I am with this show's translation. And wow. the more angry I am at Squid Game's bad translation. <laughs> well, maybe they got the guy who does the Duolingo Korean. Do this <laughs> one. I don't it, know who the translator is. I'll have to look. Yeah. No, but it's it's obviously a great translation. Like yeah. Everything you've told me about it. Because again, these relationships are very clear to me. And the fact that, like, in the fact that there are tears to these relationships yes. are very clear to me. Right. So now, oh, God, back at Jipperangi, they're like, all right, Babel goes down today. We're like, we are starting our end game against Babel. And it starts like today is the first, you know, day of Babel's destruction. Yep. Oh my god, it's so exciting. <laughs> so exciting. And their next plan is a great one. They uh they call up all the people who have been corrupted by Babel and pretend to be Junwu and demand they come to a cafe. <laughs> using the footage of the meeting. Yep. Using the footage of the corrupt meeting. And which we know they were able to get because the head of ISIS, right, w yep. is working for them. Like, they don't know how they got it. Like, uh, nobody else knows how they got it, but we know how they got it. Yeah. So they all go to a cafe. And, of course, Jun Woo doesn't show up. Because <laughs> why would he? It's not his thing. Instead, they just play a giant screen of all of the secret meeting where they talked about their corruption. <laughs> uh, and it's our beloved hacker who does it because she is again fully on the team now just 100% a part of the team yep oh my god uh yeah we're gonna i gotta say there's stuff in this episode that just blew my mind which we will talk about as we go <laughs> there were some great surprises this week oh yeah. my god oh. yeah and so you know, Mr. Wang, right? Uh, one of your most corrupt dudes calls up Jun Wu to complain about this meeting. And Jun, this is how Jun Wu finds out about it. And he's, uh, he knows that moves are being met against him. And then where are the move, moves coming from? Oh, they go and they file their lawsuit against Babel Tower. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Such a satisfying scene. Especially... Yes, Especially Vincenzo's. Hey, cameras, zoom in on me. Yeah, I know it. <laughs> Who does that? Yes. <laughs> Is that a new game? <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Cameras, zoom in here. And yes. goodbye in Italian. <laughs> yes. 
Oh, <laughs> so good. It's such a good scene. But then again, all of it is good. And yeah. then we... Uh, <laughs> love his clothes. Uh, oh, God, we love his clothes. But then we go down to the temple, right? And uh, a, the, the woman who runs the lunch counter is bringing the two monks some food, right? And they're like, actually, we are... Uh, we're going out begging for alms, right? Yes. We're going out begging for alms, so we can't have any food right now. And if you were paying attention in this scene, you will notice they have backpacks on. Yep. Uh, and of course, everyone, but we don't, uh, she doesn't notice that. And all the characters are talking about how uh, how sad it is that they all have to keep going out begging every day. Because the temple, like all the other businesses, until the Babel situation is sorted out. All the businesses are closed, so nobody's making any money, and the temple doesn't have any savings. It's a temple. And so everyone starts talking about how can they help them out? Yeah. <laughs> how can they save these guys? And it's like, it's especially bad, because, like, we're all Christians. So it's not like we go and support the temple. <laughs> That's it. Except, except for the hacker lady who... Yes, except for the hacker lady. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. But I just, I, again... If you were paying attention, they're wearing backpacks. That's going to be important later. <laughs> yes, but the first time you... The no, the first time you, you don't notice it. But I, you know, you I went did. back and I checked. Well, no, you <laughs> told me. You pointed out... La the only reason... I, actually, I did notice it the first time. But the only reason I noticed it is because you, last week, pointed out that Vincenzo has a conversation with the uh, the guys at the temple that we don't get to see. Yeah. And if you're only if you're paying attention, do you really notice that he keeps talking to them? And it's obviously later when he leaves last episode. So, yeah, obviously I noticed that. But the payoff for it is still spectacular. <laughs> yeah, then we're we're back at Babel. We see them finding out about the lawsuit and getting angry because they swept the house for bugs. They have no idea how he got the recording of this meeting. Like, what the hell is going on? How is he... How is he playing us so thoroughly? They just don't understand it. Yeah, well, you know, the head of ISIS. Oh, yeah, but they don't know. <laughs> no. Nope. They don't know the head of ISIS is in on it. Oh, it's such a good scene. Yeah. And then you got, you know, and then you've got the, the new chief prosecutor who can't do a damn thing. <laughs> who doesn't have any moves of his own. And the best part is is that it is it is Vincenzo using their own corruption against them. Because if he if these guys ever tried to use the law against him, he would go public with all of the stuff he knows. It's severe, like, his whole thing was, I'll, I'll be in charge of the law. But the point is, yeah, you're in charge of the law, but once you start working in the purview of the law like that, you, are, uh, you become a public figure, and you are open to public shaming. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. <sighs> and so Vincenzo calls him and he wants to talk. And meanwhile, Chayun goes to see Miss Che. <laughs> for their first real conversation in how long? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. In like ten episodes. In like ten episodes? episodes to talk about the lawsuit. And of course, Miss Jay is like, we might just kill you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, try. <laughs> yeah, give it a try. 
Yeah, uh, though I do like Miss Che, and uh, and of course, uh, you know, she's like, we might murder you, and Miss Che's like, if I wanted to, if I wanted to live a long and happy life, I wouldn't have taken out this. And it turns out Cha Young has a con- the she reveals the confession by the crystal balls of oh all of the prominent figures, including other prosecutors who weren't corrupt, that she paid them to kill. Whew. Yeah. She paid them to kill cops, other prosecutors, like it's reporters, it's huge. And of course, the leader of the labor union. Yeah, that one we saw. Yeah. Damn, though. It's so good. And of course, Miss J has to be like, uh, completely play as if she's not intimidated at all. But it's like, that's, that's some pretty bad news. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, Miss J pulls the, I've got as much dirt on you as you have on me. And it's like, who's the pot and who's the kettle here? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you gotta respect it. And I love Miss Che's like, I guess we're just gonna find out who's the really the most vicious. That's what it, we're gonna it, have to do. It's really it's it's fascinating actually because I love this relationship. Yeah. That start because their conflict started back when she was still working at Wusan. Yep. When she was still corrupt and was pissed off that this new lady had been brought into the job she thought she was getting for getting rid of the Babel law, for dealing with the, for covering up the Babel lawsuit. No, so yeah, like she is corrupt too. You know, Miss Che's not entirely wrong. But she has changed her life. Oh, yeah. She has. She's completely changed her life. It's, It's fantastic. Of course, she's still using the exact same tactics. She's just using them for good. Well, yeah. Well, and the thing now, it's almost what you would say is that if it wasn't for Vincenzo, she probably wouldn't be able to pull any of this off. Of course not. No, no. She couldn't um, on her own. So, and I'm not sure how much of it she would even think think to to do do on her own, just like her father. I mean, her father was pretty clear. I can't beat them. I can't mm-hmm. do it because I'm not a monster. Yeah, and I need a monster. And ultimately, she's not a monster either. No. And even though she's willing to accept what Vincenzo things, does. Yeah, that Vincenzo has done because what Babel has done is so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she she accepts a lot of that. And she's willing to go along, particularly with a lot of the, what I would call stunts. Yeah. That don't involve anybody dying. Yes. Because look how upset she was when Crystal Ball 1 died. Yeah. I mean, she, she was, was really she was, upset. She was freaked out. Yeah. And she had to sort that through. Although, I mean, he had given her clear warning. That he that was going to kill the two of them. That he was yeah. never going to let them go. They no. were going to pay for killing her father. Yeah. Like he had made that clear. Yeah, Betic- particularly since he's already starting to have kind of, at that point, with the father, Yeah, right, the two of them are already creating a relationship and it's pulled out from under him. Yep. You know, I mean, that doesn't play necessarily a big part of it. 
Right. So I think it's no, I don't think takes, I think you're right. I don't think you should underestimate yeah. like how powerful it was for him having this father figure type there. You know, yes. like what like to work with on this. Like it, it was and, something that he had never had in his life. And the man who was taking care of his mother. Yep. Because he's already starting to be he was already at that point becoming ambivalent about his mother. Exactly. Like he had gone from hating her to having much more complicated feelings after he found out about, you know, her having cancer, her being framed for a crime. And you know, like he was starting to really question all of the resentment he'd had when he found out that this is the man who would go to any lengths to protect the mother. Yeah. So, yeah, like it's he like they had and it was just four episodes the dad was in, but they were important episodes. Yeah. Very, they very were important, important for Vincenzo's de- development as a person. It yeah. was huge for him when her father died. It was and, like yes. it was gigantic for him when her father died. He wasn't he wasn't ready for that, and it proved to be a big catalyst for the changes in him as a character. And for her, oh, like, of course, without his death, we've talked about this already. Without his death, she never would have changed, or no. she would have. It would have taken her another much longer. Exactly. To yeah. grow up. Yeah. yeah, probably. Oh, my God. And so, okay, then Vincenzo goes for dinner with the chief prosecutor, <laughs> late of uh, Wusang Long firm. <laughs> and he's like, uh, and at, just as predicted, he's like, you know, I could have let you go until you tried to kill me, <laughs> until you tried to get rid of me. Now you're going to have to pay. And of course, he's like, uh, yeah, you think I didn't see you coming? And he calls in his goons to yeah. rough up Vincenzo. <laughs> and Vincenzo just shoots three of them in the leg. And the rest take a step back. And he's like, don't you have guns? Why didn't you bring guns? It's such a funny scene. Uh, but no, this is Korea. People don't have guns in Korea. They just don't. It's well, not a even, even Vincenzo had to go, go to lengths separately yeah. buy one. Oh yeah, he had to go lengths and use his connections to get guns. You yeah. can't just get a gun easily in Korea. It's no. literally only because he knows a guy in ISIS that he was able to get a gun. <gasps> like that's true. That's that's part of the story. Like he had to get it from Mr. Uh, Cho. Oh, Mr. Cho. <laughs> Such a fun character. And then so we see him go to, uh, we see him send the goons out of the room and have a real conversation uh, with the chief prosecutor. But crucially, as this show plays, we don't hear what the, uh, what he says. Yeah. He's like, I'm here for a conversation and I'm not going to tell you, but we're not going to see what it is. Then boom, over to Jun Woo and... Three guys just show up in his house to beat him to death. <sighs> and crucially, I love that they, uh, ex- uh, and I, this is, of course, the minute I knew this was a setup, is, and I, I love that I've gotten to the point where I can recognize people's voices. Yes. <laughs> because yeah. they say, this is what you get for disrespecting your elders. Mm-hmm. Right? And, uh, I think and yeah, what I'm saying, yeah. He says, this is what you get for disrespecting... It's Mr. Tak. And I recognize that it was Mr. Tak right away. And he yeah. says, this is what you get for disrespecting your elders. 
But I'm like, but that's Mr. Tack. Oh, okay. So they're pretending to be a guy, murderers sent by the power brokers. Yes. Okay. That's really smart. And so he flees. And we get a great chase scene where he's like sprinting through the city and jumping over a bridge. And it's a really fun scene. And we're like, okay, this is all a setup. They're trying to make him think the power brokers are after him. But I'm like, why does he, why do they want him to think the power brokers are after him? And of course, because I'm a little slow sometimes when it comes to this show, it didn't occur to me that, well, it's a direct follow-up of the scene you just saw, Demi. Because you know? <laughs> that didn't occur to me right away. Ah, oh, God. So yeah, now they're like, okay, well, you're just going to need a bodyguard all of the time. We've got to find somewhere safe to put you. And it's like, it's so much, it's, it's suddenly like your life is dangerous. So we got to figure out some way around this. And you got Han Suk being like, we should just murder all the power brokers and like angrily being on his brother's side, which we now know is a game, you know? <laughs> But that's normally what he would have done. So anyway, he, so he just, has to do it. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. He has to like overtly scream and yell about how his brother needs to be respected because that's what his brother expects him to do. Yes. Again, it's so well written. Like all of the character stuff is just so rock solid, you know? Yeah. I love it. Then we get, uh, oh, and then we get Vincenzo uh, lounging. With his wine glass in his fancy suite. As Mr. Cho is being chased. Oh, poor Mr. Cho. Yep. Chased, caught, beaten up. Yep. And he's in there with the uh, second in command to the man who is going to be Korea's the next, next president. president. Yep. Oh. Damn. Poor Mr. Cho. Dude can't catch a break. A break. <laughs> Every time. Oh my god. By the way, how much did you love the guy, the the second in command's office? Oh. With the yeah. giant king, king of spades playing card on the wall behind him? Yes. <laughs> Loved it. Love that look. Oh my god. I thought that was a nice piece of set dressing. They're like, yep, we know what we're communicating with this. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we know who's in charge. Such a good shot. And then, uh, and then, of course, he's like, so I understand that the, uh, the file, right, the guillotine file and, you know, uh, billions of dollars in gold are underneath this Goomga Plaza. Yeah. How do I get in? He's like, I can't get you in. I don't know. It's like, I'm like, I don't have a way to unlock it. I don't have a key. It's locked down there. And this guy proving that he's a smarter than most of the characters we've seen. Yeah. Is like, here's the thing. I don't believe that to do this job, you would bring in someone from out of the country. So if it's a lot, if it really is a lock, this complicated, it would have to be built by someone who is already in Korea. So it's like, you're in ISIS. You're, you're a spy. You're a specialist. Why don't I'm going to have you figure out for me who built the lock. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, because as always, his family is getting threatened. He can't stop having his family threatened. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> I know. Mr. Cho's got to go along with it. Yeah. And, oh, and then we get a, a wonderful scene where people come after uh, <laughs> Chun Wu in the parking lot of his building. And then as he, and beat up his bodyguards. And as they drive away, they shoot at his car. So he's like, okay, he really, they're really making him feel like he's in trouble. Yep. Uh, and then you got uh, Miss Che and the chief prosecutor being like, they're really going to kill him. What the hell are we supposed to do? And it's like, don't just go arrest Vincenzo. And then the prosecutor's like, yeah. And then he releases the guillotine file and we're all screwed. <laughs> It's just not that simple. Yeah, it's just not that easy. Like, we are corrupt. We are working outside, and he's got the evidence against him. We need to figure out a move. (laughs) And then uh, the chief prosecutor has an idea. And it's at this point I'm like, oh, okay. All right, I know what Vincenzo wants. I'm decided to think how the mafia would think. Where's the one place Vincenzo can't get him? In prison. <laughs> oh man. Damn. And I love you want to talk a great look. When Miss Che brings him that uh idea, the look on Jun Wu's face is so fantastic. Like I can't go to prison. The whole point of this was so I wouldn't was I wouldn't have to go to prison. And it's like, oh my god, this is the first time we've ever seen him legitimately scared. Yeah, that's exactly it. You see it in the car. Yeah. And then you see it in the car. And you see it here. Like, he's actually scared for the first time. For the first time, he realizes he's mortal. Yeah. Like, he he is in over his head, and he has never felt like this, presumably in his entire life. Yeah. I mean, remember, he murdered his dad to get the power he has now. Like, he is... It's a good performance. And it's like, it's so weird seeing Miss Che being, like, soothing him. <laughs> it's so yes. weird seeing her being that way with him. And then the, uh, the, the cops come and they arrest him the next day. And we get a great moment between him and Han Suk. Yeah. <laughs> Where he's like, don't worry, I'll look after the business. Wink. <laughs> it's it's quite a moment from Han Suk. Yep. You know, and uh And Ju like, Wu does understand that something has changed. Yeah, exactly. Like his brother has never re- his brother shot him, and even though his brother shot him, he never stood up to him like this. No. And he's like, because he had just started a, because he had wanted him to launch the thing they were going to use, essentially come up with a new bunch of new face, uh, fake announcements to, uh, you know, to mess with the stock market. And he's just like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Mm-mm. I'm going to do what's right for the company. And I'm like, wow. Okay. <laughs> he, uh... He's he's doing he's making some plays here. It's very interesting. And I'm really fascinated to see what's going to keep going on with Han Suk. Yeah. Uh it's like uh, and he's like I just and what I love is Han Suk's, "Hey, I just want what's best for you." 
You know, we got to have a strong company for when you get out. <laughs> Such a good scene. Oh, man. Love it. Love it. Love it. Oh, God. This is... It just gets better. And then, so then, he's actually ushered away in handcuffs. For, you know, not for real, for real. I mean, it's just... It's a minor charge. It's just tax evasion. But he is going to get locked up. He's actually going to get locked up and there's nothing he can do about it. And this is the first time he's ever felt completely powerless. And you gotta love it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and of course, there with the, um, uh, there with the chief prosecutor is the corrupt prosecutor that Vincenzo was working with who betrayed them. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Jung. Oh, you're such a frustrating character. You fool. And he doesn't know how to dress properly, and that's how you know. Yep. <laughs> oh, He's I new know. to money. Yep. Just imagine all the power once he's assistant chief. But, uh, yeah. No, but of course, uh, Junwoo's not impressed. Oh, God. But they think they have a plan. They think they have a plan. He's just going to go away. And they're going to get to Vincenzo. And then we get a wonderful scene where Vincenzo meets Hansuk for dinner. And, you know, Hansuk fills him in on what's going on. And he's like, and we get the wonderful thing where he's like, uh, I may not know anything about business, but I have great manners. <laughs> I, I definitely know how to comport myself. I at least learned that. Oh, but God. And and this is where he, like, again, I don't know what to make of Han Suk. Like, I never know what Vincenzo's thinking, but I really don't know what to make of Han Suk in this scene. Because he just falls out, are you still going to murder me? <laughs> and Vincenzo's like, you honestly seem to be trying to change. So, no, I'm not going to kill you. And I'm like, Okay, but does he mean that or not? I can never trust Vincenzo for a second. (laughs) And then you have this, like, actual emotional moment where he says that he's, that Vincenzo's like a brother to him. You know? And how I didn't know that it would be possible to have a brother who I wasn't just terrified of. And you're like, oh my god, you're not terrified of Vincenzo? No. <laughs> and in that moment, it's like, he's just so not used to anyone respecting him and treating him with dignity. Like, that that it has completely overwhelmed him. And now we get the second time in the episode, he has asked someone, you know, to call him bro. But yeah. this time, Vincenzo's okay with it. Well, no, initially he's not. Well, no, he's not okay with it initially, but... You know, and then he changes his mind. Then he changes his mind. Okay. Okay. Yes, Bro. in private. Oh, but only in private? Oh, it's such a good scene. And again, it's like we've never seen, like, feeling like this was something real from Han Suk. And the thing is, maybe they're just tricking me again, but you really do buy him in this scene yeah like you really do 
Well, oh, I no, think I you've it. seen right from the beginning that he's wanted to get out from under his brother's thumb. Yeah, and he would take anything to do it. Anything. Uh, then we get a little montage of uh, Mr. Cho starting to go through the files to find out who the hacker might be. And, right, and then we get Jun Woo stuck in his cell, unbelievably frustrated, and he finds out he has a visitor. And I think we all know who the, like, we all know who the visitor was. We didn't have to see. <laughs> Vincenzo comes to see him and says that pivotal line, which is, oh, did you think going to jail was your idea? Oh, what a payoff. What a payoff this scene is. Oh, I told, and he's like, I told you I was going to humiliate you. I told you I was going to destroy your public image before I killed you. Well, look, you're in jail. (laughs) Damn, Vincenzo. And then we get his Italian nickname. Yep. Oh, the sated cat. Yeah. The message that the cat who's already got what he wants, who just toys with his food. So we find out, you know, that uh, that his foster parents were killed. And the guy who, a, this is yeah. interesting. We finally get that. Yeah. So then he has to be. So he's been adopted twice. Yes. And it's after his foster parents were killed that he was brought into the mafia. Yeah, he was adopted. Is what we find out. Yeah. And that wasn't clear earlier. This is new no. information. Yeah. And I think that, you know, and probably even his foster parents, who knows? Oh, know. they must have been connected in some way for the mob yeah. boss to take Vincenzo in and treat him like Paolo's no. brother. Well, they were absolutely connected. He yes. brought him into his home and Paolo's essentially his brother. That's how they act, even though Paolo's a real bad brother. Yes. Well, he's just like John, John Woo. Yeah, exactly John like Woo Jun is. Woo. Yeah. Like Jun Woo is. You know. yeah, exactly like Jun Woo, except, you know, Vincenzo's much more competent than Han Suk. Yes. But, you know, not to pile on Han Suk. He's got his, enough problems. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yes, plus, remember, yeah, remember that Han Suk has been mistreated from the time he was born. Exactly. And he was the second... He was the child of the second wife. Now, yes. now this is, it's it's sort of weird because they do those things in like Hong Kong and China too, yeah. that that a man will have if he's rich enough, not essentially the secondary wife. Yeah. Well, have a woman a, who is essentially a second wife, even if it isn't that way legally on documents. Yeah, and with and we'll have a family and support them and the whole thing. Yeah. Right? It's just, you know, and spend X amount of time with them. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> it's kind of a weird form of Yeah, because Vincenzo and polygamy. Uh, kind of, yeah. 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 Because Vincenzo had a foster brother or an adoptive brother, and these two are half brothers. But still yeah. there's this there's this lack of connection between them in both cases. But yeah, I just love that he's like, I used my mafia connections to torment him for years to the point where he tried to commit suicide. And I made sure that we intervened and I got him the best possible hospital care. 
before uh so he didn't die too soon and then i brought him out and i got him the best meal possible is his last meal before i finally killed him (laughs) and i just love it it's like you think that like you're a guy that i'm playing a game with but all this time you've just been a mouse that i've been toying with (laughs) damn vincenzo that's no, amazing. The, it's the calculated versus the impulsive. Yep. And and that's the thing. Everything about, right, Junwoo's character is that he is impulsive. He's got all this power and he just does, and he just thinks if he throws his money and his power at problems, they'll go away. He doesn't think tactically, and he never has. Nope. He's a he's so fantastic. Well, he's still a spoiled brat. Yep. He hasn't, he hasn't he didn't had... earned any he didn't earn anything he has. Yeah. And Vincenzo did. Yeah, he was, you know, adopted he was uh, adopted by a connected family and he was brought right into the head of the mob, but at the same time, he still had to earn his position. It's I mean, it's great the way they are showing the two versions of this character like yeah. The way they mirror these characters and show how similar they are as much as they are so vastly different from one another. Yes. I know, it's it's incredible. Remember, Vincenzo had a mother for the first six years of his life who loved him. Exactly. And the and and the other guy never did. No. Nope. You know? Mansuk, which, you know, thanks for having such similar names. Hansuk and Mansuk. Uh, Jun Hansuk and Jun Hansuk. Thanks, guys. And then, of course, oh, and of course, Vincenzo reveals that, yeah, he didn't give the only copy of the paper uh, company's information to Jung. To, to Jung. He's not an idiot. <laughs> of course, he kept a copy of it. And so now, and the best part is, he's got, he's got, you know, the, he's got Mansuk in jail, so he can't already, so he can't make any moves. You know, he can't pull any tricks. And it's like, oh, you think you're safe in jail? Yeah, what I've really kept you do from doing is fleeing. Yeah. You can't flee the country. Because remember, his first instinct was to just ditch Korea and go to New York. Yes, but he wanted Vincenzo dead. First. Impulsive and... part of his nature, and that's what... Yeah. And that's what screwed him over once again. He's always too impulsive. Oh, but what a scene. And now we get the twist. Uh, and now we're coming up, uh, of course. Uh, right, we're coming up close in the twist that I sure as hell didn't see coming. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like, I uh, I did not. And um, what I do love, though, right, is... Let's get saying, uh, well, look, But first, that. before we get there, before I do love that Prosecutor Jung is like, yeah, maybe we don't spring this guy from jail. Maybe it's going to be easier to extricate ourselves and deal with the situation if we don't have, you know, a crazy man running around. <laughs> I love that every character is like, this guy's a problem. <laughs> Everybody feels that way. Even the guys who work for him, even the guys whose only job is to clean up clean up his messes are like, this guy's a problem. Yeah. And then and then we get the twist I didn't see coming, which is Luca has just flown. Um, yeah. To, Luca has just flown to Inchon. He's in Korea. 
Yeah. That I did not see that coming. That was a complete surprise to me. Yeah, <sighs> and then of course, uh, but before we find out what that's about, it's back to uh, June Woo and Miss Che. Say and you know him finding out about the paper company and finding out that oh no he's in jail for real. This isn't like uh, this isn't like a, this isn't under his control anymore. He's in jail for real, and he's like whatever it takes, get me out of here. And I don't know what's gonna happen there, but you know it's gonna be good. Yeah, and I how great is it when? Uh, how great is it when he goes to uh, the when Luca goes to the. The, the plaza and has to use the the translation app on his phone to ask yeah. where vincenzo is <laughs> oh god and then they go there and everyone's so happy to finally meet luca <laughs> everyone is just so blown away that luca's actually here the one good italian <laughs> oh it's such a sweet scene uh and then we find out something pretty shocking, which is since Vincenzo left, yep. things are falling apart. Things are falling apart and another family has moved in. Has started moving. Yeah. The Lucianos yeah. have started moving on the Casanos. And now who who the hell is, right? Like, yeah. like who and Luca... Is, and Paolo's doing nothing yeah, sir, yeah. about yeah. it. Yeah, Luca is like, what are this we supposed to do? Point. And Paolo's doing nothing about it, you know? Yes. Uh, so it's like, and so he just begs him, come back and save the family. I didn't see this coming. No, no, no. And by the way, you want to talk about a, an episode of television perfectly misleading its audience. Because then, of course, Vincenzo immediately calls uh, Mr. Cho. To, like, yes. find out where they're at. Yes. Right, what he's doing and inform the situation. Mr. Cho can't answer the phone. Because nope. he's, you know, being held captive yet again. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> Every episode, this man. He can't stop getting captured by people. Uh, so, yeah, Vincenzo now has to strategize entirely on his own. And meanwhile... He has properly identified the four hackers who it could possibly be. Oh, and one of them actually lives at Gunga Plaza. So Yeah, so guess what? Guess which one it is. It ain't that hard to figure <laughs> out. Oh my god. Well, that was a good reveal. And now, and this is the point where the show had me completely bamboozled. Okay. Because, and I'll tell you why. Because they've done this perfect thing where they've told us the court case is going to take weeks to prepare. And they've yeah. told us that, uh, that he's going to be in jail, right? That, um, that Mansuk yeah. is going to be in jail for months or at least, at least a month. Right. And so, and then we see Vincenzo pack and I'm like, Oh my God, in episode 19, is he actually going to go to Italy and then we'll jump forward in time? Like, I, I have no idea what we're doing here. Like, they really have me convinced that that's going to happen. Like, I honestly believed at the end of this episode, he's going to be in Italy. And it kind of blew me away how profoundly they have tricked me in this episode. I was, I was quite impressed. Oh, my God. And then we, while he's packing, she gets the, uh, the email 
with their with their with their engagement photo (laughs) with their engagement photo oh it's so beautiful and And then he leaves zagi has left and zagi has left and he leaves a bunch of food for Inzaghi, but Inzaghi's gone. And and it's like, and again, I've always talked about the how he feels about this bird is how he feels about the building. And it's like, does Inzaghi leaving? And this is how they convinced me he's leaving the country. Because you're like, well, Inzaghi's left. Are they really saying he's free to leave Korea? And I think what they're saying is there's no one telling him to stay. And he has to decide for himself. I think that's what's really going on. But I'm just talking about what I thought was happening versus what was actually happening. Yeah. Because I'm talking that, on that a thematic means, level, not a character level. Yes. And 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 I have to go back to when I saw it the first time. And of course, that's exactly what I thought too. Yeah. Like you thought that he's going to be in, you think he's going to be in Italy next week. Yep. And oh my God. Like... And there's Mr. Nam crying Mr. again. Mr. Nam, who's, who's lying Drunk on the ground and, and weeping and drinking in the middle of the day. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Oh, such a good scene. And, <laughs> and he's like, it's only going to be a couple of weeks. I'll be right back. I just have to get this sorted out. Right? And she's taking it well, and Vincenzo's being brave. But, of course, yeah, Mr. Nam is just, nope. He can't take it. He can't accept it. What if you never come back? <laughs> it's such a good... Again, this show only has good scenes, but I loved this scene. <laughs> yeah, because he's got to say goodbye and he doesn't want to go. Of course he doesn't want to go. Uh, but he's ready to, because, you know, that's what family means to him. right? That's what, like... He has put in all of this work. He has put in all this time. And he truly means the stuff he says about family. Right? But that's the question. Who is his family now? Yes. And that's what this whole scene is about. Oh, my God. I I love this scene so much. I really do. I adore it. And how much trouble he has leaving. Yes. Like, how casual he is. And then everyone is waiting for him outside. To see him off. Oh, it's so sweet. They give him food for the flight. Yep. Aww. Everything about this scene is just, it's so touching. And he has to come back. He has to come back, you know? Like, everyone, they can't let him, like, they they need him to come back. He's, they can't do this without him. And they're like, don't worry, we'll take real good care of the place while you're gone. And it's like, and you're coming back, right? Of course he's coming back. And let's face it, who's taking it the hardest? Obviously, Mr. Ann. Come on. (laughs) Mr. Ann is the one who's almost crying. Because it's Mr. (laughs) Ann. Like, Vincenzo's biggest fan. (laughs) That's honestly the best way to describe the man. Yeah. As we find out by the end of the chapter. What do you mean? Did you just say something from next week? No, I don't think so. We'll, right, talk. we'll talk. Well, okay, we'll talk. I think you might have just told said something next week. Anyway, my point is he's his biggest fan. It's like even even the head of the goons is like obviously emotionally wrought 
by Vincenzo leaving. Like, everybody is. Yes. And then, of course, Mr. Nama's like, it's just going to be two weeks. It's just going to be two weeks. And then Mr. Lee, like, <laughs> looks at our gangster. He's like, are you crying? <laughs> no. Like, no. Obviously not. <laughs> and then we get the touching yeah. scene at the airport. Oh, the two of them have a beautiful goodbye scene at the airport. Oh. Yeah. Prep the lawsuit while I'm gone. Don't worry. Right? And she's like, don't, you don't have to get me any souvenirs. You're off the hook. It's so sweet. And then they really she are. says, yeah. the, the key phrase for the whole mm-hmm. show between them, yep, right? Yep. That, that when you are friends, you are as one soul. Yeah. And, and she learns to say it in Italian. I know. Isn't it beautiful? And therefore, if you don't come back, half my soul will be gone. I know. I love it so much. This is, yeah, this is such a beautiful scene. I mean, it's always beautiful. This show is just great. It gets these moments right. Uh, You know, but this is one of the most beautiful scenes. And just the fact that like... God, that she wasn't supposed what I love about the scene uh-huh. right is that she wasn't plant like she didn't have the guts to do it yes. like we didn't know she was planning to say this we didn't see her learning Italian nope. this phrase in Italian but she did and then she didn't have the guts to say it and they do the scene where she runs into the airport to yes. say it before he leaves like ah oh. it's like and it's again it's the airport goodbye scene but yes. at the same time, it is so effective. Like, we've seen this in plenty of fiction, but it's so effective here. Yeah. It's so touching, and it's so heartfelt here. I loved it. I love this scene. Oh, that was just, yeah. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. Because you really believe he's going. Well, he's on the plane. They get the show on the plane. Then he's looking at a book, How to Befriend a Bird. I know. And he's got his pen. Yep, and he's got the pen. God, and by the way, that is some first class flying. Not only do they have these giant comfortable seats, but they're, they're in their like, in a contained con- like area away from other seats too. Like this, this is first class. Oh, that screen is unreal. Yeah, they got a screen you know. wrapped around them for privacy. Like it's amazing. But yeah, he's got the pen. He's got the book on how to befriend a bird. And then we cut back uh, to our hacker. The Blasware hacker is practicing her piano. Because remember, we haven't talked about it a lot, but her cover in the building, everybody's got a cover in the building. Her cover in the building is that she teaches piano. Yeah. Because she is an excellent piano player. Right? So she's playing and then uh, the right-hand man's goons show up to demand... She open it. And she's like, I can't. And they're like, yeah, we're not giving you that option. Uh, we've got the we've got the monks here. And we're threatening both them and you. And you know what, Mr. Cho, for good measure. So you're going to open it. It's only a question of, do we have to kill people in front of you first? Is yeah. clearly the implication of this scene. It's clearly what's happening. And so, yeah, turns out she could open it. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out she has been able to open it. 
So she pops it open and they climb down and hey, remember how the two monks have been going out begging a couple of times a day every single day? Yep. Oh my god, what a payoff. Yep, they all took of it the gold all. is gone. Every piece of gold is gone. <laughs> Oh, I was not like again. You know, it's such a great payoff. <laughs> it is such a fantastic payoff that every piece of gold is missing. It's just all gone. I love it. I love that scene so much. And they're like, "What the hell?" And you know, uh, uh, then we get them trying to escort her out, and she beats up some dudes and runs off. She clubs some dudes and run off. Because let's face it, she she's a hacker. She's a criminal. She is formidable on her own. But they've got a dozen guys. And so yeah. she, of course, runs, like, bangs on every door, yells for everybody to, you know, rescue her, help her. Right? And she runs to the law office. And, uh, you know, Cha Yun is there. And Mr. Nam is there. Yeah. And then, like, oh, but the uh the guards uh the but there's still there's a dozen guys and they're gonna walk over and get her and then vincenzo walks out uh, he didn't go to italy and i mean i'm sure we'll hear the whole story next week okay yes, we will we will i'm sure we'll hear the whole story next week Yes, and and just to put your mind at ease, he does oh. solve the problem in Italy. Oh, I'm sure he's going to, <laughs> but like I have faith that Vincenzo will figure out whatever the problem in Italy was. But oh my God, I really thought he was leaving. Yeah, <laughs> I, no, I, it's, it it is such a shock, you know. That you, he just you, walks around the corner. Yeah, like, your no. your heart leaps up. Oh, he stayed. He stayed. Because <laughs> my first thought was okay uh, that. Here, here's where my head was before he walked out. Okay, maybe Vincenzo isn't here anymore, but the whole building is this family now. Yes. So it doesn't matter if Vincenzo's here. The whole building is going to stand up for her. But no, Vincenzo is there. <laughs> so yes. that's all I needed, okay? <laughs> that is so profoundly all I needed was that moment of just seeing Vincenzo walk out. And he points at them and says, like, oh, there's a dozen of you? Yeah, fine. Let's do this. Yeah. What's what's really interesting, too, and oh. I was thinking about that this time, is that, of course, instead of surrounding him or anything, they can't because they're in an enclosed space. They're in the narrow hallway. Yeah. They're yeah. in the same and narrow he's hallway. He's at one end. Yeah. And he's at the other end, right? It's the same narrow hallway where he fought the, the balloon goons. It's yep. the same narrow hallway where Mr. Tack fought the knife yes. gang. Yeah. Like it's and it's like it really does it takes away your numerical advantage. Yeah. It really does. And so it's like it's the perfect place to have this kind of a fight. It's very smart placement on his part. Oh, and and that's the end of the episode. They're proming us promising us one hell of a fight next week. <laughs> but it's so funny cuz she says why didn't you go and he says I forgot to feed in Zoggy. <laughs> Oh, it's so beautiful. And there's Mr. Cho laughing at it. Yep. You and know, and, great. and again, it's the old yep. story. He Vincenzo is consistently underestimated. Yep. No, they always underestimate him. 
they never see that he's got this stuff covered. But I just love that he steps in and he breaks a guy's wrist. Dislocates the shoulder. Yeah, you know. And he just tosses him back. And throws him out the window. <laughs> and by the way, this time, there's no holding a rope. Right? No. There's no holding a rope and saying, do you want me to drop you? Do you want me to drop you? No. He just throws him out the window. <laughs> Two stories down, right out the window. Yeah. He's not screwing around anymore. He's not trying to teach people lessons anymore. He's just yeah. getting it done. And you know he's ready to get it done because he's got his lighter. <laughs> that's how we, and again, that's been consistent in the show. Whenever it's about to get real, that's when he's got the writer. Because the lighter. Because he's thinking about how he would rather be smoking. Has <laughs> like, that's his, uh, the, I need a cigarette moment every time. <laughs> and then he kicks someone's ass. Oh, it's so good. But yeah, he has that wonderful let's do this face. And that's the end of the episode. So whatever you were talking about with something being established at the, this episode, no, that doesn't happen this week. Because we don't even see Mr. On for the rest of the episode. No, no, we don't see Mr. On. No, yeah, it, so you it must is, be thinking of something from next week. Well, it's it's at the very beginning. You oh, it's at the start it. of next week. Okay. Yes, I'll, I mean, I'm going to watch it right now. Yeah, so... I'm not you, crazy. Yes, and I have... An hour and 15 minutes before I start teaching again. So <laughs> you're going to watch it right now too. After I've seen it. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. Um, another banger of an episode of Vincenzo. Another what? episode of Vincenzo just like making his moves and being ahead of everybody else just the way we like it. Uh-huh. And oh my God. So I've talked a lot about how consistently throughout the show... You get the little cliffhangers on, um, right, on epi even episodes and the big cl cliffhangers on odd epi on even episodes. Now, this one is a little different. And yeah. my, my theory, which has actually been pretty consistent for the whole show, uh, it's a little different this week. Because this week we had a big dramatic what's going to happen episode, uh, uh, sorry, cliffhanger at the end of episode 17. Whereas... Episode 18 ends... Now, it's interesting. There's a thematic link because episode 17 ends with the threat that he's either going to get killed or he's going to be dragged back to Italy yes. to answer for his crimes in the Mafia. Whereas episode 18 thematically closes the door on that by having him choose not to go back to Italy. Yes. So there's a thematic link, but there's not the dramatic cliffhanger. And instead, it's just this unbelievably emotionally satisfying ending where Vincenzo has chosen his family. Yes. His new family over the family that raised him and the family that discarded him. And that's really fascinating to me because it's like instead of going for a what's going to happen, they give you a here's where we all are a fully established the scene and like the stakes ending. So I find that really, really interesting. Yes. And this, this sets everything up for the final, for the two last episodes. two episodes. Oh, now what was, it's interesting because according to some of the things that I've read, yeah, there yeah. was, there was a week and maybe it was before 16. Okay. I thought it was before 17. What happened? But before 15, no, it had to be before 
Yeah, you still haven't told me what's happening. It's okay. well, no, it, it was supposed to air, but they had they held it back a week. Oh, it was like they, I guess they must have been filming as they were, or there was an editing issue, or yeah, something, some some issue because there was a week where it didn't air. Huh. The two episodes didn't air, and but it wasn't clear from what I read that anybody wow. knows why or whoever was writing the article and put this all didn't down have any information oh. didn't really have any information on it. it's just a, something out there maybe we'll talk about it later oh yeah whether... like once i mean if we can find out a little more i would love to find out why that was yeah huh. um, but yeah, yeah i'll go so check it out again the main point yeah. though like the main point though is that like this is this is the first time we've had like an even episode that didn't have some kind of a big cliffhanger and instead just has an unbelievably satisfying moment. Yes. Because that's the thing. Like he returns, he returns, he throws a man out a window and he says, Oh, there's 12 of you. Great. That is 100% fine by me. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Like, and, it really uh, is beautiful. Yeah. But what it is doing, of course, is setting up those last two episodes. This is the last moment of real peace you will have. Yep, I know. And I'm sure next week's cliffhanger is going to be a doozy. (laughs) Like, I am 100% sure 19. Because when you're down to the last two episodes, you got to have a real cliffhanger. Come on. As if they weren't going to. No, I am. I am ready to be just as anxious I was as I was last week. And the yeah. next episode is a full hour and a half long. Oh, it is. It's even longer than the normal ones. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, um, we've talked over and over again how this show is unique, how it's special, how there's nothing like it on television. Obviously, not only do we not take any of that back, but every week that just becomes more accurate. Yep. You know, it really is. Every week it just becomes more accurate and more fascinating what a special show Vincenzo is. And I love it. And I can't wait to get to the, I can't wait to get to the finale. Although I'll have to at least a couple more days. (laughs) Uh, So I'm going to go watch how this fight scene goes right now. Uh, first we should probably do the sign off everybody want to thank you for listening if you have any questions if you have any comments if there's any profiling related fiction you'd like us to check out please drop us a line at profilingcriminalminds at gmail.com right and here's the big one if you're listening some sort of an app or podcatcher please rate and review the show That is how people find it. And obviously, we want as many people to watch Vincenzo as possible. It is magnificent. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, I love that Criminal Minds is the number one show on Netflix for 2021. But don't you want to live in a world where Vincenzo was the number one show on Netflix? Well, yeah. Well, the only thing that, that you can say, yes, I would. But the only thing you can say is that there are so many episodes of no, yeah, it makes it easier oh. for it to be the most hours watched. I get it. Yeah. yeah. There are 300, okay. although they only have the first 12 seasons. They don't have any of the non Hotch seasons. Yes. Well, well, so, so, and yes. And so you don't have to switch over exactly. to watch the non Hotch seasons, but Why that's just, 
our opinion. Oh no, of course, of course. Some people love the last three seasons. Those people don't have any taste, but some people love. <laughs> oh come you are on! If you, if you think I'm being insulting, <laughs> go go and watch those episodes and find me the great episodes in those last couple of seasons. Come on. All right, we'll wrap Let's it up. Go. We're going. Bye. We're going. <laughs> Seriously though, uh, join us back here on Tuesday for the next episode of Vincenzo, episode 19, if you're playing along at home. And of course, every Wednesday for Wise Guy on Style Section, the Wise Guy podcast, which of course you get as part of your uh, subscription to this podcast. It's a <laughs> hell of a deal. See you back here for yeah, that. Because one. it doesn't cost you anything. Exactly. It's an even better deal. <laughs> See you back here for that. But until then, au revoir. Profiling Criminal Minds is a member of the Kinks podcasting network.